the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Firing Line with Rick Travis, Legislative Director for the California Rifle and Pistol Association. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Vortex Optics, Cutting Edge Bullets, and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. And now, your host, Rick Travis. Good afternoon, fellow patriots of the Inland Empire and beyond. This is your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle Pistol Association, Welcome you to this week's edition of CRPA's Firing Line Radio. Folks, before we get into today's show, do remember that if you are not a member of the California Rifle Pistol Association, you are basically leasing your rights here in California. This, as we're going to discuss today, is the battleground for the rest of the country when it comes to your constitutional rights. And believe me, there are Marxists, Communists, socialists, and all sorts of other ists that want to see this country dismantled piece by piece. We're not going to handle everything on this show, but when it comes to the one right that defends the others, that's the Second Amendment, and that we're going to fully explore today. So first, we're going to talk about some things that have been going on in Sacramento, and then after that, we're going to move on into some of the things going on in your local area, and then finally, we'll close out today's show with how you can be more involved and be the patriot that you are and let that early inner revolutionary spirit shine through brightly and be a beacon to others to get off their couches, to get up and start doing something to preserve this country and to take it back from those that would do us harm. And harm is being done. That's what I'm going to start off with. We have a a wonderful assembly member, by the name of Tree Ta. He's out of Westminster, California, neighboring Orange County. And Tree Ta is that Vietnamese guy who is part of the great exodus after the Vietnam War. He came over on the boat. Him and his family got started. He's come up. He loves the United States of America. He is a wonderful person and a good friend. He's a gun guy, folks. This is a guy who he hangs out with arguably one of the best armors in the state who's also Vietnamese. And actually, when you go to talk to him in his office or on the field or at home, he is that guy that you want to have at a party because he knows everything about breaking down firearms, different calibers, different types, the history. Like, he knows it, folks. And he is one of the authors of trying to make sure that we change the narrative in Sacramento from that of quote, gun control, which I only said on this program because that's what the left calls it, into what it should be called crime control. Firearms don't don't do anything. They're an inanimate object like a hammer, a fork, or any other tool that you use on a daily basis. But criminals use all those tools against us on a daily basis. And he came out with an assembly bill as a freshman assembly member last year, and I was there when this happened, 
And that bill was called Assembly Bill 27. It had to do with sentencing, which means after you have been arrested, you've been charged, you've been through the trial, you've had your day in court, and a jury of your peers has said guilty. That's when an enhancement comes on when they go to do the actual sentencing that says, well, now that you're guilty, if you used a firearm, you would have an enhanced sentencing, which means you would serve more time. And this was his trying to put back the onus on criminals, not on us, the law-abiding citizen. So he breaks this out in public safety, which was ran by, at that time, Assemblymember Reggie Jones-Sawyer, a staunch advocate of getting rid of all of our constitutional rights when it comes to the Second Amendment. And what happens? Before Mr. Talk can even finish his speech, he gets derided by the chair of that committee, Joan Sawyer, gets told, that's cute, typical freshman move, I would never allow this, and he literally kills the bill and doesn't even give Assemblyman Ta the courtesy. Now, I will tell you, had Assemblyman Ta been black, that would have never happened in that room. But because he wasn't, it went off. I confronted Joan Sawyer afterwards and said that was really not appropriate. You should have let the man have his day. He has that right. And Joan Sawyer couldn't care. He's no longer in that position, thankfully. But now he's running in L.A. to try to become part of the city council and mess it up. But Ta had fought for over a year. His bill just died yesterday. It is a dead bill. It was killed single-handedly by the left. And that's an example of a a bill that would have been good, a bill that was designed to help us out. Um, but instead, absolutely destroyed by the left. We also had another one by Assemblyman Hoover. Maybe you've seen it. Shoplifting. Shoplifting has been an issue. Shoplifting is running rampant in California. And what do we hear politicians say? Oh, my gosh, that's really bad. We should do something about it. Well, Hoover, an assembly member, came up with Assembly Bill 75 to increase the penalties, to take it from you know a year to two to three years to try to, to get that knocked out. Does that get through? No. It dies as well. It died a horrifically quick death, and yesterday was the marking of that bill being dead. And so as we're looking at this, we can even go to Asaley, who's one of our local assembly members, a great man, a man standing for being the opposition party, a guy that's getting out there, getting it done, a great colleague. And yet he had a bill also going after criminals and sentencing enhancements. And as you can probably guess by the tone of my voice, it was killed finally yesterday. I bring this up because we have people that are standing and they're fighting. But you know what they don't have always? Us standing beside them fighting. Standing beside them and saying, hey, we've got your back. And that is something that, folks, we have definitely got to change our narrative on. We have got to get out there and start saying, no, we are we are going to fight this the whole way. Now, at the same token, as we're still playing in the assembly area, we had some bills that got killed that were great. Yesterday, I was very happy jumping up and down because Assembly Bill 851, which was put out by Assemblyman McCarty, um, McCarty, a staunch 
um, anti-everything dealing with firearms, tried to create an urban gun-free zone program. So here's just the idea behind this program. He was going to take a chunk of Sacramento, where people live, where people work, and say, overnight, this can no longer have firearms. That included in your home. So imagine you bought a, a chunk of property, which is expensive, you know, somewhere between 700 to a couple million dollars. You're at home. And on one night, you can have your Second Amendment rights to have that firearm in your house to protect yourself. Because we all know law enforcement will tell you it's more than five, ten minutes away. And when someone's in your house trying to do your harm, you don't have ten minutes. You just don't. Stats bear that out all the time. Yet, you own your own home, your own property. It's a constitutional, federally guaranteed right. But yet, with a gun-free zone program, you would overnight be illegal for having a firearm in your house. That's right. McCarty was getting ready to get a law passed that would take a chunk of the city of Sacramento and turn it into a place where if you had a firearm on, say, Wednesday evening, by Thursday morning when it got voted in and signed by the governor, yep, you would be now a criminal for having that firearm in your house. You would have to get rid of it. Folks, this is the kind of draconian overreaching, anti-American stuff that is happening in our capital. And this is why, as we come up on this this February 5th, when the start of voting happens, all the way through March 5th in this primary, this is critical because all 80 assembly seats are up for grabs. Saying it can't be taken, that's because you're already voted for the other side. Getting in there and hurting them by taking the votes away and putting more of our votes on the table. That's how we change things, folks. And if McCarty doesn't scare you, yes, that bill died yesterday. Yes, I'm very happy. But I'm here to tell you that bill is going to come back probably in two or three other parts of the state with the same attitude. They are trying to do this. And let's be honest about urban gun zones. An urban gun-free zone is nothing more than a, a potential killing zone. You can go back to Adam Landa in Colorado. You can go back to any of these mass shootings. And where the shooter survived and went to court without fail, all of them said they chose the place that was a gun-free zone. We know that enemies around the world attack human population groups where there's no threat of them dying because the area has been secured and has no firearms. These are facts. These are not made-up stories. These are not things that people just say to be talking. These are documented. And this is what you've got to get out to your neighbors, your family, your friends, your coworkers. This is getting crazy when you look around the country, especially here in California. For those of you who are saying, hey, you know what? I'm done. I give up. I'm leaving. I'm moving elsewhere. Realize that zombie bill of attacks, Assembly Bill 28 last year, that got passed to put an additional 11% tax on all the things we buy, like ammunition and firearms. Well, that bill's now been introduced in seven other states across the West or the U.S., and is even going to Texas. So look, folks, running doesn't solve it. Standing your ground and fighting back and saying enough is enough does. Look, you can't have the grace of freedom if you're not willing to do what Jefferson said and that stand up and fight for it. Even Reagan said, every generation. We'll talk more in just a moment. 
Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio, folks. And here we are on Saturday afternoon going through bills. I'm your host, Rick Travis, the Legislative Director for the California Rifle Pistol Association. And I want to talk a little bit to those of you that hunt, because there are several things that are going on in the hunting community. Of course, we've been talking about Catalina, which I'll briefly uh, bring up. But we have some opportunities. And coming up next weekend, the Bart Hall Show in Long Beach, California, um, is going to be going on. And if you go out there next weekend, I will be there. I will be there at the time that this show goes on, right outside the Fish and Wildlife um, Forum. And the reason I'm going to be there is because I'm going to be asking some hard-hitting questions on not just the Catalina issue, but other issues affecting you, the hunter. There are a lot of moves by different groups um, some that you may belong to. Look, I surf, and I belonged off and on to things like the Surf Rider Foundation to help keep the beaches clean and, and, and make it nice and to provide some safety measures and things like that. But I'm no longer a member of the Surf Rider Foundation. Why? Because they're going after hunters. Now think about that for a moment, folks. Surfers in the Surf Rider Foundation, which is not all surfers by, by any stretch, are going after hunters, specifically shotgun hunters. Why? Because of plastic on the beach. They have come up with a map that shows places like San Francisco Bay, you know, Humboldt, and different areas are being negatively impacted by what they call plastic squids that are being put by hunters into the waterway. So what are these plastic squids? Well, folks... When you shoot your shotgun shell, for those of you who don't know, you know, you hit the hammer, the hammer hits the primer, the primer ignites the powder, and out flies the wad and the shot out of the shell 
down the range. And the wad, which used to be made out of cardboard and paper, which was biodegradable. Why was that an issue? Well, because back in the day when it was made out of paper and cardboard, sometimes the pattern of shot wasn't real tight. And even though you were doing your best as a hunter to shoot the bird, be it upland game or waterfowl, sometimes you didn't kill the bird, you ended up maiming the bird. So hunters wanted to not do that. So we came up with a plastic solution of a wad that tightened up the patterns and made the, the shots more lethal. So we didn't maim animals. We did what we sell to do, which was humanely put them down so that we could feed our families. All right, folks. So now fast forward. Those plastics do not biodegrade, but those plastics also are probably less than one hundredth of one percent of what's washing up on the shores and ending up in beaches and, and marine life, et cetera, et cetera. But are they going after anybody else to tax them? No. But what are they proposing? That we have to come up with new ammunition that doesn't exist. And so you may say, well, that's not true. I've heard of biodegradable shotgun ammo, Rick. Yeah, well, it's actually called biosoluble. It doesn't actually break down into component parts that are not harmful to the environment. It just breaks down into smaller parts of the same poisons. So that's not going to work because they're never going to let let us do that, nor should we. What they're going to do, though, is try to force us to create a new ammunition. So number one, if any of you are like me, you remember when you could get a box of 25 rounds for literally about 15 cents to 20 cents a round. Now, good luck. You're paying four to five times that amount. And then when you put on the extra fees that you got to pay for when you go to, to, to buy your ammunition, which is why, yeah, by the way, the legislature is like, why are people buying so much ammunition at once? Because you boneheads put this, this fee of, you know, 30 bucks, $35 every time you go to buy ammunition. Well, of course, you're going to buy bulk because you don't want to pay 10 times that because you had, so you wait until you need all this ammunition to go buy it. That's what a smart, economically-based guy or gal will do. So here's the deal. We do that. Well, then they want us to, to buy it out of state. You know how hard that is. That means you got to purchase it out of state, have it delivered to FFL, and pay even more fees. So, folks, this is designed to basically knock us out of the game because, you know, families can't afford that. If, we, if no one's noticed, you know, boxes are smaller at the grocery stores, it costs three times. I call it Trisket Economics. I love Trisket crackers. And I remember when we could get three of the family-sized boxes for five bucks during the holidays, you know, be it the summer ones or the winter ones. And now it's like six box for a box that's much smaller. You only get one. And by the way, even the crackers inside are smaller. Um, so, folks, in that kind of economy, people aren't going to keep paying these exorbitant prices. And by the way, this isn't being done just against California. This is a nationwide campaign. Look at the damage that was done to hunting when we converted over from non-lead ammo or from lead ammo to non-lead ammo. Folks, when you look at the damage that was done by AB 711 back in the day, it is incredible. When you look at the impacts it had on hunting and on doing hunting humanely, it was horrific. We've balanced some things out, but they're still... To get a good bullet that is non-lead, that is not going to screw up, you're paying a bigger price than you've ever paid in your life. And that is a deterrent. And when we talk about deterrence to getting people out in the outdoors, 
it's amazing at how two-faced Governor Newsom is because Governor Newsom came out with a plan that said a couple of years ago, we're going to get people in the inner city out. In fact, I'm going to push on fish and wildlife to make sure they have an inclusivity program to make sure we get as many people from the inner city out. And it was one of the things I was like, well, great, more hunters and being up front. I've taught many more people from the inner city how to hunt in the past five years than I had in previous 15. I mean, that's just a fact. But part of the incentive with that was people with library cards could get like a free day pass to get into a state park and stuff and and just get their feet wet, so to speak. Well, we have a budget crisis, folks. And does the governor cut his fat? Does the governor cut his trips to China? Does the governor cut his trips to go to, you know, Oh, the the laundry place to go eat up in Napa? Mm, No. What does he cut? The very program he touted. Yeah, this week he just handed down and told the state parks department, cutting the budget, there's no more freebies. Everybody will pay top dollar to do anything in the field. This is a guy who hates the outdoors, hates the people going to outdoors. Because when people go in the outdoors, three things happen. One, their mental health improves. They become less dependent on the government. Two, they become more emboldened and realize what they're what they're there to protect. And they become more activist-oriented because they don't want to lose the great outdoors. And three, they realize they're not dependent on the government to tell them what they can eat, that there are other options. And they become conservationists who are equally engaged in saving wildlife and also harvesting the excess to feed their families. You know what? That flies in the face of the governor and his cronies wanting all of us to be subservient serfs. That flies in the face of all of us not wanting to be, you know, beholden to these people. And it it goes to the very nature of what's happened. That's the page has been flipped. The board has been flipped. In California, the average Californian does not realize that public servant is not us. It's them, the politicians, their staffs. They serve us not the other way around. So you can see a concerted effort all the way around that going after hunters, going after people that want to go in the outdoors and take those first steps to get into the outdoors, this is being done at every level. And one of the great examples is assemblyman out in Northern California named Gallagher, great friend of the community. Gallagher came up with a bill called 859, which was Navigable Waters. And we're going to talk about this this bill because it's one of the things impacting hunters across the state of California, and that's called access. There's public lands, and this is something I'm going to conclude this particular segment on. All of you should belong to CRPA. Another group you should consider is Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. I had Devin on the show a couple of months back because they support the idea that and I have this patch on my briefcase that I take to the Capitol. It says public landowner. That's right. Folks, public lands belong to, wait for it, the public, which is you and me. They do not belong to the government. The government is the person that is taking care of the public lands for you and me. That's right. BLM works for us. State parks, they work for us. National parks, they work for us. Not the other way around. They work for us. And we, the people, I know that's a bad term to some people in government, but we, the people, need to have that tattooed on us, 
put it in the front of our car so we see it every day, put it up on your, you know, magnetics on your refrigerator that says we the people, because it's we the people that should be calling them out on this. Folks, use that voice. The the primary is just around the corner, literally less than two weeks away. Need to get people out there voting. Need to get people registered. There are no excuses. It is easier to get the vote out than ever. Hold a ballot party. Get a group of you together. Fell them out. Get them turned in. Walk them in. Make sure. Do not allow elections to be stolen. Stand your ground. Take your community back from those who would steal it from you. We'll be back on Firing Line Radio. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe and the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Spartans, lay down your weapons! Patriots, welcome back to Firing Line Radio. I'm your host, Rick Travis, with the California Rifle Pistol Association, the legislative director. I'm the person up there in the Capitol fighting for you all the time. And we're talking about hunting. We're talking about the great outdoors. We're talking about things that impact each and every one of you as listeners and those you interact with. So going back to Gallagher's bill and what I was talking about, you as a public landowner and public access. So Gallagher's bill is a great bill, 859, because it highlighted an issue. Up in Truckee, off of the river, by the same name, a couple of people, father and son, decided to go down. Now, the rule is when you go onto a waterway and you're right next to a bridge, so like that's a bridge that Caltrans or the county or the city has put up that crosses the waterway, within a certain range of feet of both sides of that bridge, that is an access point where you can put your boat in, you can walk into the river, and you have not violated whoever owns the land downstream or upstream from that point, okay? So you get in the water, you get on your boat, and you start to float, and you start to fish. Well, this gentleman was like, hey, I own both sides of the river, so I own the river, I own the water on top of the river, I own the fish and when they're in that river, and so you're trespassing, violated, and one of them arrested and sued and want to go after them criminally and civilly. That led to this bill that went to define waterways because water, as you might know, when it rains a lot, it raises. So, you know, we had a lake that appeared out of nowhere in, in Central California. You could technically, by federal law, be on that lake to hunt, fish, or do whatever, even though some of it went over city, county, and other people's property, it becomes public land when the water raises. So, folks, here's what happens. They go to do this. This becomes this huge issue. The left pushes back and says, no, 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 no. And this opens up into another issue that we're talking about, which is called corner crossings. In California, there's over a quarter of a million acres, a quarter of a million, folks, 
of acreage. And what has happened over time is there is public land. So if you ma- imagine like a your old grandmother's quilt and you were looking in each square, some of those squares are public, some of those are private. So you look at four squares where they come together. And so diagonally, you have two public squares. Well, you can't go from one public square to the other public square because there's this infinitesimal little tiny piece that you can't even see with the naked eye. That's the area that you could cross without violating the law. Because the moment you put your foot over, even if you do what some friends did in another state, which was they put a ladder with two of the tongs inside at the base of it inside public space A, and the other side in public space B and tried to go up and over the ladder still had farmers and ranchers claim that they had damaged their land, even though the ladder was never on their land, even though none of the people ever physically touched their land, they were damaged and sued literally for millions of dollars, seven digits for crossing airspace. This has become such a huge issue for public land. But understand something. While you may have feelings one way or the other because you own land and you're like, yeah, I don't like the idea of somebody crossing over the corner of my land to go do fishing, hunting, mountain biking, whatever. I get it. I honestly do. But the government has watched this debate amongst ourselves, and now the government is starting to play these games. The government is starting to use aggressively areas where corners of land come together or where they have easements to block you off from public lands. And, folks, that's where we need your help at the California Rifle Pistol Association. Often when we get called early, like you go to a gate that's always been open and all signs closed, and you call us, we have a, a local action group that we can send out there with lawyers and stuff to get that reopened. But when we don't find out for it after six months or a year, that becomes a much, much harder because – The courts have consistently started to rule with the government if there's been a long delay before people have complained. So when you see an issue that you consider an access issue, you need to reach out and contact at crpa.org. That's contact at crpa.org. Or you need to call our office or go to the website and file the complaint so that we can address it for you. Because this fight for our public land has just taken a nastier turn. What is happening is today and and next week and earlier this week, there is now a new movement, and that movement is designed to put forward what is known as a an, an NAC, which is a national um, corporation, which will take over land. And what's happening with this is within these NACs, the government is looking at allowing them to go uh, forward. So let me, let me just give you an idea. They're called national asset companies. And these national asset companies will be working with Wall Street. And the idea is there'll be a public tradable security. Foreign governments, I'm going to say that again for you. Foreign governments will be able to invest in these national asset corporations. Those will allow them to do something. So we just have a, have had a short public comment period of 21 days. And now what is happening is they're looking at taking national monuments in Utah. Um, they're looking at places possibly here in California, Idaho, Oregon, Montana, Wyoming, Arizona, South Dakota, Nevada, Colorado. 
And what will happen is these plans will allow this new class of an asset company, NAC, to go in. Here's what the estimated worth of those public lands that could be transferred over where foreign actors can decide if you, a public person, will be able to revisit any of these lands. Folks, what's at stake? It's not a billion. It's not a trillion. It's not even a hundred trillion. It's $1.5 quadrillion worth of public lands. $1.5 quadrillion. That is more than the national debt, the GDP, at $1.5 quadrillion. We're basically getting ready to allow our government to sell our land to foreign actors. And they will be able to tell Americans how, when, and how much you will pay to access public lands. So for the past few years, when I would come on this show as a guest and I would talk with my former colleague and host, I mean, we're still, we're still really good friends, Phil Naiman. And I would say, look, they are coming for you. And there were people that scoffed. There were a couple of times that we were at, at places together and people joked, no, they're not. Folks, that prediction has came true. It is on our front doorstep. Do you know how you stop it? Yes, you can complain to the SEC. Yes, you can go to public comments. I think both of those are valuable. But you stop it by going to your local legislator. Oh, remember the politician that works for you? Yeah, they have a local office. And you go to the local office and you say to them, what the heck is this? Why are you being silent? You know, and when they tell you this lie, because some of them will, they'll say, oh, that's not something we can comment on. Because, well, who's going to listen to us? We're just here in little old California. Okay. Then look at them in the face and say, then why is it you commented on Hezbollah in Israel? Why do you comment on the Ukraine? Because do you think Zelensky really cares what a local assembly member or state senator thinks in California? Do you think Vladimir Putin cares? Do you think the members of Hezbollah, Iran, anybody, the Palestinians care that a local assembly member or state senator said anything? No, they don't. They don't care. You know, you're not, you're not having somebody in Palestine going, Oh, wow. We made a mistake because state senator so and so from insert to state doesn't even have to be California thinks we did something wrong. How silly of us. Let's quit. No, they're, they're not going to listen to that. That's just a total waste of time. But you know who will listen? Other politicians in our federal system when our own politicians are doing their job because our politicians have tools at their disposals to make other politicians' lives difficult. And folks, they don't do it unless we, their boss, show up at their office and say, this isn't, this isn't right. And if you don't do, you know, do something about this, we will. We will vote you out of office. We will protest you. We will recall you. We have lots of tools, folks. But give the politician the first chance to correct it. And if they don't, then fire them. That is what we have to do. We can no longer allow this because, folks, again, I'm going to tell you what's at stake. $1.5 quadrillion worth of American lands that belong to us, the people. We are here to fight for it, so it's there for our children, grandchildren, and their children and grandchildren. And if we don't fight now, it will be owned by the People's Republic of China, 
and other countries, and they will harvest it. They will take everything out of it. Everywhere these countries have went and bought up land in Africa, for example, they have never honored the deal, and they have stripped-mined the credit of it. And once this is gone, we don't get a chance to get it back. You can't go get it back. It's gone forever. Folks, this is what's on the line in this election. I cannot stress enough today how critical it is that you get engaged in this fight. Join CRPA. Join all of us and help us fight back for your rights. We'll be back on Firing Line Radio. Hi, folks. Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at ccwsafe.com. Turner's Outdoorsman, California's number one hunting, fishing, and shooting sports retailer since 1971, now has 33 locations across California and one in Tucson, Arizona. Turner's is your one-stop shop for all your shooting sports and fishing tackle needs. We offer a full selection and unmatched prices on firearms, ammunition, gun safes, shooting accessories, archery equipment, and fishing tackle. Visit turners.com now and sign up for the Turner's Discount Club for free and get our weekly ads and members-only specials sent directly to your inbox. For more info, to sign up for the Turner's Discount Club or to shop online, visit turners.com. AM 590, the answer. Fellow patriots, we have been talking a lot today about good bills, bad bills, corrupt politicians. Um, I'm a firm believer and always finish up on a positive note, and that is like, what can I honestly do? You know, I want to talk to you one-on-one right now as as we're looking at this. I mean... Many of you may have been like me at times. I mean, I face this every day, but it's easy to get down on yourself. It's easy to get depressed. So I'm going to tell you the first thing I do. I always wake up and think about what do I have to be grateful for? Family, my my residents, the vehicle, the food on the table, friends, all those things. And you make your grateful list up. Then you go back and you look at that grateful list and say, is that worth fighting for? When you look at that grateful list, are my kids worth fighting for? My grandkids? Are the kids that are, are come down by the street and wave and play and goof off and do the dumb things we all did when we were their age, are they worth fighting for? Are the things I get to see in nature worth fighting for? Is the right to have clean air and access to, to water and power and, and education for people, are those things that are Worthy of fighting for health care. And you can go down the list of all the things that we as Americans, even in a state as challenging as California, have to be grateful for. And then say, are they worth fighting for? And I think any reasonable one of us is going to say, well, yeah. But the next question is, 
but how do I do it? Rick, I'm not you. I'm not the person going up and, and, and working a capital. In fact, I don't even understand how half of that stuff works. I'm not a lawyer that is trained in this space. What can I do? You know, I, I'm a doctor. I'm a dentist. I'm a, a person that works as a sanitation engineer. I'm, I'm a person that works in the fields, you know, providing food. I'm a person that's a stay at home parent. You know, I, I work in assisted living. I work wherever it is that you may work, fast food, any job. Number one, let me just say, I'm grateful for all of you for the jobs that you do, no matter what it is, because that's what makes us a community. I'm grateful for all of you who listen to this and spread the word. That's what makes us a community. But that alone, as wonderful as all of it is, is not what makes us an effective community. Being an effective community is saying, okay, what can I do to pass this on? It's legacy building. And to pass this on, here are some things you can do. One, as I've said before, you can join an organization like the California Rifle Pistol Association, and we provide lots of tools that make it very easy to get in contact with your legislators. You can contact us at contact at CRPA and be asked, ask us to be added to those lists, and we can add you that list free of charge, and then you will have the ability to use some of our programs and technology to be able to just literally click, hit send, and it auto makes a letter in your name and sends it to your particular politicians to tell them your position on various issues. Moreover, you can get engaged by literally joining a group. We have, throughout the Inland Empire, we have several chapters that meet monthly, like-minded people, kids show up, families show up, and they don't just talk about all this stuff. They actually do things about, plus they have fun events. They have potlucks, barbecues. They have shooting events. They do things together. It's a great community, and get part of that community and help build it. And if you don't have one in your area, call us and we'll help you develop it. We're not here to let you stand alone. Besides that, what can you do? Well, you can call and learn who where your local representative's offices are, get to know their local field representatives, and tell them, I don't like what's going on. And let me tell you something. Yeah, when only one of you does it, you may or may not get the response you want. But when 5, 10, 15 do, you will get a response because they realize that 5 or 10 of you are doing this, there's a lot of other people are thinking it, and they start to move. And that's where we start to change things. But right now, you have people that are protesting and showing up in offices and making a stink, and our side is quiet. And so if you're working, think about job security, folks. This is real simple. Politics is simple. If you make widgets and one side says, I want the widgets to be yellow, and you've always made green widgets, but the people that like the green widgets aren't saying anything, they're not really buying, they're not really engaging with you, what are you going to make? You're going to make yellow widgets because that's where the money's at. It's that simple. As long as our political servants look at us and say, well, you never say anything to us, but these guys and gals do, the squeaky wheel will get oiled. I've seen it for decades in the Capitol. That's how things work. We have to squeak, and we have to squeak loudly and forcefully. So what does that look like? It's simple. You may be like, well, I don't I don't have the talking point, Rick. I, I don't want to sound stupid. None of us do. 
But again, that's why if you join organizations like this, I put out talking points every week for our members that they can take. Take those talking points down there. If you go to the chapters, you can learn them there. Practice them. And you go out and do it. The other thing is start talking to your neighbors. Start setting the record straight. Start telling them, folks, I'm not asking you to do anything I haven't done. I talk to people about hunting, about competitive shooting, about self-protection. I ask them questions. I'm like, okay, I get it. You don't like firearms in the home, but what do you do when the bad guy brings a firearm in the home and the police aren't going to be there? I've had people actually go to my city's police department and say, well, how long would it take you to get? And they get that honest answer. Our police department's honest. They'll tell them, hey, if we're down the street, it could be three minutes. If we're involved in an incident somewhere else in the city, it could be better than a half hour. We don't like that. That's not our goal, but it all comes down to timing. And folks, they have to know. And if you don't have time to hold somebody off, you don't have time to make a phone call. So you got to get out there and you got to start talking to people. You got to start telling them, hey, you can't be silent. And and here's the example I gave a gentleman this week that, that talked to me. He said, well, Rick, I, I just, that's awkward. And he was wearing a Dallas Cowboys T-shirt and baseball cap. And I said, you know what's funny? And he's like, what? So if I come in here and I say, I don't know, the best football team ever is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And immediately he said BS. I won't say the words because I'm not allowed to on the on the radio show, but he said BS. And I'm like, wow, did you see that? And he goes, what? I said, I picked a football team and said something, and you got so riled up, you jumped down my throat to tell me how great your Dallas Cowboys are. Well, yeah, and he, and he started to go on. And I said, stop. I'm not here to talk about football. But I want to make a point. I said something you didn't like about a sports team that has nothing to do with the value of your home, the quality of your health care, and your constitutional rights. They're entertainment. And I'm all for having sports teams. And he's like, okay. I said, do you have that same ferocity, that same loyalty, that same dedication when it comes to defending your way of life, your rights, the rights of your children and grandchildren, your friends, your family, your community? Or is that just for your sports team? And, folks, it wasn't just him. There was about a half dozen other people that were standing around listening. And that's my point, because several of those people came up and said, that was humbling, because there are many things in my life that I'm like a Dallas Cowboys fan on, I would jump on. But in this area, you're right, I don't do that. And I'm like, why not? Because people get very, sometimes if it's a Raiders fan, no offense to any of you Raiders fans, but they can get violent over this stuff. So, I mean... And I'm not advocating violence ever. What all I'm advocating is if we'll defend a sports team, shame on us for not defending our constitutional rights. Ladies and gentlemen, again, elections are starting. We are going to decide who runs this state for another couple of years. You can go to the CRPA website, go to programs, and you can see who the California Rifle Association PAC has endorsed based on where they stand on the Second Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. That is the only thing that we look at. We don't look at any other policies. 
Those people are endorsed are people that have voting records and policy statements and have been tested and proven that they will stand for your constitutional rights. We hold their feet to that fire. That's part of what we do. You can go to that. You can look up federal candidates, statewide candidates, county and local candidates, and you can get an idea of where they stand when it comes to defending your constitutional rights. And it costs you nothing but time to go to the website. And while you're there, you can find out more about all the different things that we do to defend you, to promote you, and to make your life easier when it comes to exercising your Second Amendment rights. We're in the courtrooms. We're at the ranges providing programs. We're educationally out there. We have translated firearm safety rules into more languages than any state agency in the country because we believe that this is a right of all that is not dependent on anything else other than being a human being and being an American. So, folks, every week I finish with these simple words. Be safe. For 150 years, we have led that movement. Shoot straight. For 150 years, we've taught that. And fight back for your rights, which is what today's show has been all about. So, in closing, folks, have a great week and be safe. Shoot straight and fight back for your rights. When you have to shoot, shoot, don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Vortex Optics, Vortex, The Force of Optics, and by the California Rifle and Pistol Association. Hi folks, Philip Naiman. If you're a concealed handgun carrier or have a firearm to defend your home and are forced to use your weapon for self-defense or the protection of a loved one, you'll be glad to have CCW Safe on your side. CCW Safe provides and pays 100% upfront defense funds for high-quality attorneys, expert witnesses, and the investigators you need following a critical incident with no reimbursement. And they do it all for one flat yearly fee starting at $179 a year. CCW Safe has permit and non-permit plans to protect California residents in this state and while traveling across the country. So check out their new ultimate plan with no caps on criminal and civil defense, $1 million for bond coverage, a dedicated million dollars for civil liability, and many other benefits. You defend your life. CCW Safe will defend your freedom and financial future. In California, CCW Safe has got you covered. So join now at CCWSafe.com. AM 590, the answer. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.